There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, July 26th. I'm Mark Dent, here with Ben Berkeley and Lestrandra Alfred, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Coming up today, we're going to talk about Duolingo, which has spent the last decade plus as one of the most downloaded language apps on the market. And it has a unique strategy to thank for its continued growth, unhinged marketing. But before we start getting unhinged, we're going to keep it a little more buttoned up and just talk about everything else that's happening in the world of business and tech. Starting off. Spotify reported a 27% year-over-year jump in monthly active users last quarter, with the platform now streaming for 551 million people worldwide. Still, its stock dipped 12% after this latest earnings report as it fell short of analysts' revenue estimates. Up next, Wayfair has launched a new AI-powered interior design remodeling tool called Decorify. Basically, Decorify lets you take a picture of any room and produces image after image of redesign possibilities. Ben, does that sound tantalizing to you? Kind of, because I wonder how my living room might look with that modern farmhouse aesthetic with all the sliding barn doors and all that. But I just think that this is such an interesting sector. This like home decor tech area, you know, when I was looking further into this, Wayfair, this tool from them is part of their Wayfair Next applied R&D division. Right. And its site says it's it's exploring things like holographic projections of furniture and screens that let you feel fabric. Whoa. And like, that's funny, but like, is it necessary? Is this a good investment for them? I don't know. Does this feel kind of as wholly unnecessary to you two as it does to me? I mean, like most millennials, I think I'm still slightly traumatized by the Disney Channel original movie Smart House. <laughs> and some of this is a little reminiscent of that. For and sure. so I I hesitate. <laughs> yeah, I also wonder if everyone is kind of using the same tool, is it going to end up popping up with the same ideas for everyone? Certainly, especially in like its early renditions. Speaking of having nightmares and stuff, every time you go to like an Airbnb, it's the exact same decor. And so are we just going to have that aesthetic played out over and over in everyone's family room who uses Decorify? We can only hope so. If you've seen all the incredible sconces that exist on Wayfair, I feel like we'll all be blessed to see them everywhere. (laughs) Very true. All right, let's move on to social media. TikTok is gearing up to launch a major e-commerce business that they hope is going to rival Amazon, Shane, and Temu. What is it? Well, TikTok is going to help made-in-China goods get to U.S. consumers by handling the storage and shipping as well as the marketing and transactions. This new marketplace is expected to go live in early August. 
Speaking of shipping, UPS reached a tentative labor deal with a 340,000 worker union that includes $30 billion in new pay and benefits, potentially preventing a strike that would have been brutal for basically everybody. On to Europe. Europeans want chips, and we're not talking about Doritos, although we probably could because I assume they want those too. But what we're talking about here is that the EU finalized its $47.5 billion CHIPS Act, which is meant to help it move toward its lofty goal of producing 20% of the world's semiconductors by 2030. And that's a very lofty goal. Yeah, I mean, I think right now they're at 10. So that's about their share of the global semiconductor market, which just by the way, it's about the same share of mine in the global Doritos consumption market. (laughs) So I'd also love to double that. But I think where this is getting especially ambitious is that while they're putting as many billions they're putting in, the US, Japan, and South Korea in particular are also investing billions hoping to maintain or or grow their own share of this market. So really competitive space to try to double within a couple of years here, because they're talking by 2030. Yeah, chip making, everybody wants in. All right, lastly, a fun one. Share is getting into the gelato business with the launch of, wait for it, Share Lotto. The singer posted a picture of an ice cream truck bearing her face and said this has been a dream that is years in the making. Yeah, I mean, I will say buying gelato from Share also a dream for me. It's been only like in the making for like minutes, but it's still a dream. Yeah, I just feel like this is going to, as someone who lives in Los Angeles where she's planning to launch this truck, I'm terrified that the lines will just like block traffic uh, for this, which is already, you know, a problem. (laughs) Very true. All right, well, let's move on to our main story about Duolingo. That's the language learning app. It's among the top downloaded education apps And it has just been getting more popular after dabbling in TikTok. It started to do that in 2021, and its following is now up to 7 million, and its videos have more than 147 million likes. So Duolingo has basically gone where every company wants to go, but often fails. They've gone to this app and connected with Gen Z. Unless you have kind of really looked into this and pointed out that it's like a really good example of unhinged marketing. What do you mean? What's unhinged marketing? Yeah, I mean, unhinged marketing is essentially what it sounds like. It's when you see a piece of content and you think, who approved this? Did this get approved? Did anyone look at this before this got approved? It's often a little bit chaotic Uh in nature, but is also highly relatable and conversational and is a bit of a departure from some of the really cleaned up, buttoned up corporate content that a lot of us are used to. I guess I'm trying to think of other examples that I've seen of this, you know, like Obviously, Wendy's comes to mind. They've kind of did this on Twitter. They started roasting people and Mm -hmm. all of that. But I mean, who else has been successful in this? It's been kind of a fast food genre. I mean, the last few years, we've really seen most of the major fast food players kind of dragging one another on Twitter. Probably one of the most viral examples would be Popeye's in 2019, which helped the infamous chicken sandwich go viral as they were kind of taunting Chick-fil-A on Twitter. The lines for that were crazy, by the way. I mean, talk about unhinged was everyone's behavior over a sandwich. But it's been really interesting to see this shift move from text-based Twitter to more video content, which we're seeing with Duolingo, which is also something that Wendy's experimented with this year, moving their roast day over to TikTok. 
Right. And so Duolingo's like kind of mascot in this sort of marketing campaign on TikTok has been Duo, which is like this owl. Yes. You've mentioned that it's probably the most popular, certainly the best owl mascot since the Tootsie Pop owl who (laughs) ate that poor kid's Tootsie Pop, as I recall, in either two bites or three bites, I think is what it was. But what is it about Duolingo's approach to you that is kind of notable? I think it's really interesting how they've taken their mascot duo and they've given this mascot such a personality that it's kind of a big departure from the app. If you've used Duolingo, the owl is just kind of there. Mm -hmm. But on TikTok, Duolingo has given the owl this kind of outrageous personality that is in some parts wild and in other parts kind of relatable at times. Some of the things that they have this owl do, and it's just really funny. Every time Duolingo pops up on your TikTok feed, you want to see what Duo is doing next or saying next. What's he been doing? Oh my gosh. I mean, so many fun things. I think probably one of my favorite storylines from Duolingo on TikTok would be Duo's crush on Dua Lipa, just (laughs) given their name similarities. Duo also has a very one-sided beef with Google Translate, which is also pretty funny and will frequently shade Google Translate as well as people who use Google Translate. Duo has also put out some pretty good content related to the Barbie movie, which has been pretty entertaining. So it's fun to watch. So I guess one thing that I've noticed with all of these different unhinged marketing strategies is Mm -hmm. that they tend to really go over with the younger audience. I'm kind of curious why you feel like they are so effective for Gen Z. I think Gen Z and honestly, TikTok users in general are not there to be sold to. They're there to be entertained. TikTok is ultimately an entertainment app. That's what people use it for. And I think particularly Gen Z is a generation that has had access to social media for longer than any other generation. They've kind of been sold to and been served SpawnCon almost their whole lives. And so they're kind of over it. They want to be entertained. They want to see things that are relatable and laughable. And if they happen to be inspired to purchase a product on top of it, it's great, but they don't want to be outwardly sold to. I mean, it's so intuitive to just pay attention to what your audience wants Mm -hmm. and give it to them. Obviously, this is working for them. And you noted that their active users are up 62% from last year, which is great for them. I also think that that suggests that others are going to try to get on board with this and make use of this unhinged strategy. The question is, should they? Like, is this going to go poorly for them? Or do you think it could work for other brands? I don't necessarily think that it's a strategy that every brand should employ, but I think that there are elements of relatability and conversational content that each brand can adapt and tailor to suit its audience. But I don't necessarily think that every brand would benefit from roasting its peers and audiences the way some of these other brands have. Have you seen it go horribly awry? (laughs) I personally haven't, but I think that there's always the danger of it or of taking it just a little bit too far. And I think that it's a really slippery slope that brands don't want to go down. Yeah, I I just I can't imagine like State Farm creating some weird mascot that just constantly goes after farmers. Although maybe it could happen, you know, maybe I'm into it. Uh, Now I want to see Cher Lotto just take down Ben and Jerry's (laughs) and Haagen-Dazs and just just going at them. We'll see what happens. For sure. (laughs) I mean, it could work. I feel like Cher is just a very like no BS kind of person. So it could work for her brand. Absolutely. That is true. I actually feel like, yeah, on social media, I feel like she's not too far off from Duo. I feel like they could definitely get along. (laughs) 
All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email and we'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Alan, Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.